Welcome into the Timeout Podcast with Christian Panagos and Jack Rigamini. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good today, CP. And today we, we're with a special guest, uh, Notre Dame basketball player, Matt Zona. Matt, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, what's, on, what's going on, guys? I'm Matt Zona. I'm from Lovell, New York. I'll be at Notre Dame next year. Yeah, that's cool. Obviously, to play at the Division One level, you have to be a really talented type of player. But, I mean, everyone starts somewhere. So how did you get into basketball in the first place? Um, so my first sport was always baseball. I grew up playing baseball. It's still, I think, my favorite sport. Uh, I miss it. But uh, uh, not till third grade. I didn't start playing basketball until third grade. So I moved to Rockland County. I lived in Staten Island my whole life. But uh, when I moved up here, I started playing basketball, and I fell in love with it. I was always pretty good at it, so that made it easier for me to keep playing it. But ever since then, I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Were you always the tallest guy in the room growing up? Uh, always pretty much. Uh, I was, I wasn't always like so much better than everyone else, but I was always just the biggest guy. I was, it was just a gradual growth spurt. It never really just happened. Did you feel like a need to go to basketball because you were taller than most people or it just, you just love the game? I, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, so many people, I mean, when I walk around now, like you know, people ask me how tall I am, I'll say six, nine. The first question is, do you play basketball? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I just fell in love with the game and I'm so grateful for all it's got me so far and hopefully what can get me mm-hmm. when you were growing up and playing basketball in middle school what programs did you start off playing with i played with hoop dreams when i was younger um and then i played cyo basketball for st Catharines. uh we won two state championships when i was younger so i always that's a memory i'll have for the rest of my life but uh yeah i played middle school basketball with uh tap and z and then i played hoop dreams for billy armstrong who was my high school coach for someone who's never seen you play how would you how would you describe your game to them uh, I think I'm a stretch big man who can uh, shoot from uh, outside a little bit. And, uh, I think I have a really good basketball IQ, and I'll, I'll play hard. That's what I kind of do. Yeah, just watching your highlights, I mean, it's definitely a good thing to be a stretch for in today's game because you can just have so much more of an impact when you can shoot the ball. Yeah, I mean, in today's game, I mean, it's look at guys like Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant's a seven-foot point guard in a way. And, like, yeah. There's guys like Jokic, and there's no big man who really just posts something like the shacks of – you know, mm-hmm. the 90s, thousands are, are done. So yeah. it's stretch big men are kind of what the game's evolving into. Definitely. I want to fast forward to when you're an eighth grader deciding to go to high school. Since you said you play, you were in a community just Tab and Z, which is a rich basketball community and uh, town, what made you yeah. decide to go to Bergen Catholic? Um, honestly, I, I just thought it put me into the best situation where I could uh, excel on and off the court. Uh, I thought it would help fast track me. I was, my goal was always to play Division One basketball. I thought I had the best chance of doing that by going to Bergen. Um, I had a familiarity with uh, like the Bergen program. I gone to all the camps. I played for Billy, so that all that stuff kind of helped lead me there. Uh, and yeah, I just I, I loved Bergen. My time there was incredible. I don't think there's any uh, school community like it in the in the country in the world. Uh, the rivalries we have are unmatched. But uh, I'm just so grateful for it. Did you ever face any like challenges while playing at Bergen, or even before, or no? Yes. Definitely. I mean, uh, when I when I first got to Bergen, I was a I was thirteen, no, yeah, fourteen years old playing varsity basketball. So that was a really like uh, weird transition. Like I was going from playing against you know all my friends to a bunch of guys who are going to play Division One. So that was a really weird transition, but uh, I think it helped me grow. And then my first years at Bergen, like we won a bunch of games. We didn't win anything big. Like we lost to Boston three times my freshman year and my sophomore wow. year. So, and then my junior year, like all the guys I came up with who were then seniors, we kind of had that, you know, chip on our shoulder where we weren't going to allow that happen again. 
And uh, I think because of that, we grew and that adversity, we grew together. What was the biggest asset of your game you had to add to play varsity as a freshman? Uh, I had to become a better shooter, I think, and I had to uh, get a little bit tougher. I mean, I'd never really played high-level competitive basketball. It always been kind of just for fun. So I think I had to kind of get my motor going a little bit, and I had to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I came into Bergen. I was still a decent-sized kid, but I was at, like, 215 when I went to Bergen. So I had to put on a little bit of muscle to be banging around down low with everyone else. But, uh, yeah, those two things, I think. How would you say your games evolved throughout your years at Bergen? Uh, I think I become a better uh, decision maker. Where when I was younger, I think I always had a decent basketball IQ, but the more and more I was in uh, coach's system, he gave me the freedom to, you know, pass it, shoot it, and do a lot of different things with it. Where if I was at a different school, or I'd probably just be uh, a center everywhere. But I think the way we ran our offense, I was able to do a lot more things. What was it like the experience playing with uh, players such as Zach Fermanta? Sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but no, that's right. Zach Fremantle. He's the Fremantle. Zach was. Uh, I think we both grew up with each other so much. I mean, going against him in practice every day, like I think he's he's a pro in my mind. I mean, I, he's extremely talented. He's uber athletic, and he just knows how to play the game. He just plays so hard. Like he's one of the hardest working kids I've ever played with. And I mean, all the guys get on those teams. I mean, uh, we had Doug Eddard, who he's at St. Peter's. He's a competitor. We had Jason Earl, who's just uh, – he's at Harcum right now. All these athletes that I think we all came up together and we grew together. And then going against those guys in practice was just great. Would you say that your game was attributed in some way to having great guards around you? Definitely. I mean, my, I give my teammates uh, all the credit because without them, I don't think I'd be half the player I am today. Uh, all the opportunities they gave me and helped me get better, it's because of them. What would you say you're going to miss most about Burton Catholic? Because it's definitely – you're closing a chapter in your life. That's, that's, that was a big part of your life, obviously. It is a really big part of my life. Uh, Burton Catholic has been my home for the past four years, and uh, I, I'm super grateful for everything I have. I think the, the connection I had with the, like, the student body and the whole – like the, they always talk about the brotherhood at Burton Catholic, and I think, it, I think it is real. I mean, there's no other – I mean, for football games, basketball games, the fan sections are packed. It's everyone's hyped up, and especially when we're playing uh, Bosco or Joe's, like the the weeks leading up to that, it's it's rowdy, and I'm gonna miss those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You talk about playing in the Don Bosco Burn Catholic rivalry because it's even been featured on Overtime and rated the best rivalry in the country. It is. It is the number one rivalry in the country, the world. I think in pro sports, there's absolutely nothing like. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely seems like it's really intense. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really I, – I, growing up, I knew about it and everything. But once you get into it, there is absolutely nothing like it. it I'm sure is, as a player, it's definitely way more intense than you can even imagine as a fan. No, I think as a fan, it might be more intense. The way really? some of our uh, – I mean, obviously, as a player, like, it's a whole different thing. Like, they're the, be- they're the best, we're the best. So, uh, going at each other, it's just iron sharpens iron kind of thing. But the – how our fans like react and how they come out for those kind of games. It's, I mean, every, every time a team has a game, like no one cares if we're playing anyone else, but everyone circles the Bosco games for those are the games everyone's coming out for. What's it like being a fan for the football versus playing in the basketball? I mean, it's both awesome experiences. I mean, obviously I want to play, I'm a competitor, but being able to just kind of have fun and just get a little rowdy in the football games, that was that's something I won't forget. I wasn't able to make a ton of games this year, uh, due to like visits and everything like that. 
But, uh, I mean, it's some of the best memories I had in high school. Just all painted up. Everyone's – you're with 200 other dudes. Everyone's just yelling. Yeah. What would you say – I'm sorry, Jack. What would you I saw um, actually on your Instagram you were acknowledged by Stephen Curry winning, like, an award for, for – um, for like the best boys basketball player in New Jersey, I think it was. Like to me, that'd be like the coolest thing ever. Just being even Steph Curry like acknowledging your existence. Was that how you felt when that happened? Yeah, it was super humbling. I mean, I have a funny story about that. Where uh, so I had uh, I'm in summer class right now, so I had to be up, you know, kind of early, and I have school pretty much all day with all my classes I'm taking for Notre Dame. And then uh, so I had a workout right after class ended, and then I came home. I didn't know the award show was that night. So I told my mom, like, I'm going to take a quick nap and then we'll go for a run. So I'm asleep. And she like, apparently her phone's blown up. My phone was blown up, but I was asleep because I didn't know mm-hmm. about it. But she like comes running upstairs. She's yelling, like waking me up because like she saw the video before me. And I thought like my house was on fire or something. <laughs> but like it turned out, she's like, oh, like find the video, find the video. Like I didn't even know what was going on. But yeah, it was, it was a super humbling experience. And I mean, when Steph Curry just says your name, it was, it was, it was real cool. Mm-hmm. What was a better moment for you, hitting the game-winning shot against Bosco your sophomore year or the Steph Curry? Uh, I don't think there's anything like uh, the Bosco buzzer beater shot. I mean, I think that's uh, obviously winning as a team. Like, those memories will be my favorite uh, in high school. But that shot is probably my favorite, like, my own moment where, I mean, there was that was a rush. The, the fans storming the court and all that kind of stuff. I think I – I tweeted a picture this year and it was like the last day of my classes. And it was a picture of like all of our, after we beat Bosco this year and all of our fans are storming the court and I have my hands up. And like, I said, like, thank you to Bergen Catholic. Cause that's in a picture. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Wow. Is that, is that your highlight of your high school career? That shot right there? I think so. I mean, yeah, that was, that's a pretty good highlight. I had, I mean, I jumped up. I'm yelling. I have no clue. I watched that video sometimes. I have no clue what I was doing. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was an insane moment. It's funny you say that you had no clue what you are doing because when, you watch, when we watched the video, it looked like you had it all lined up. The screen came over, everything just splashed. Did the gym go silent for you? Uh, a little bit. I honestly, I don't remember much of that moment. Uh, I, we knew the play was coming. I mean, coach was drawing it up. He wanted Dougie to have the ball. He wanted me to come off uh, the screen for him. And then I would pop it because they were uh, playing. They, were, they would think Doug would be shooting because he's a lights-out shooter. So it left me a little bit of space to shoot it. But then after that, like, I did, like, some weird jump at half court. And I almost fell over when someone tackled me. But, uh, yeah, that, that whole experience was awesome. Yeah. What do you think, moving on from your high school career, what do you think the biggest adjustment is going to be playing college basketball? Do you think it's going to be, like, the pressure, the talent difference is obviously much different, or just, like, playing um, in that competitive standpoint in the ACC? I think uh, from the pressure standpoint, I mean – Garrett Cole says pressure is a privilege and I've kind of taken that with me a little bit. Uh, mm. It is. And I think at Bergen, like every game is kind of pressure because you're getting everyone's best. And then when you go to the ACC, you're getting everyone's best because it's, I think it's the best uh, conference in college basketball. So, I mean, I think the, the talent levels to the roof, like I get to go play at Duke, I get to go play at North Carolina, like, and those are all the things I've, I've wanted to do my whole life. So uh, having that opportunity, I'm really excited about, but I think the transition of that is different. Going into your uh, seniors or your junior summer, so to your senior season, you had obviously you had multiple Division One offers. But what do you think made all the high majors starting to come at once? Um, I always had uh, the high majors like checking in on me, but I didn't have I didn't was able to break through. But I think we uh, we played at uh, the Philly Live period, 
And I played, I played real well that weekend. And I think that's when uh, Penn State offered me. And that's when I kind of like broke through and got all the rest of my offers. And then uh, at the end of the uh, NCAA camp, uh, that was a Notre Dame offer me. I thought I played real well that weekend. And I was able to do it on like a bigger stage where I was able to like knock down those doors and kind of break through. So it was kind of like a snowball effect once one offered, the rest came coming, you would say? That's what I think. I mean, yeah. I had a couple schools tell me they were going to call me the day that Notre Dame offered me, and they ended up just not calling me because I guess they knew I was going to go to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think it was those two, the Philly Live and uh, the NCAA camp where I kind of played well, and I think those were two turning points in my uh, recruitment. How would you describe your experience playing with the New Jersey Shore Shots? I loved every second of playing with the Shore Shots. Uh, it was such a different feel for me where I, I played with the Wrens uh, when I was younger like for high school and that's on the UIBL and that's on like the, you know, the big circuit. And I, I didn't play on a big circuit this year, but the bonds I made with my teammates, like I think I still text with every one of the kids I play with. Some of my best friends are on that short shots team. And it was, it was some of the most fun I've had playing basketball, which was honestly a really like good thing to do for me. Cause like basketball is always fun, but there's always like, this was just fun basketball. Like everyone just was there to, you know, same common goal. And it was, it was awesome. Did you always have it in your mind that you wanted to go play basketball at Notre Dame, or was there a deciding factor in the process that made that light bulb go up in your head and say, I want to play basketball there? Um, I always wanted to play high major basketball. That was always my dream. I wanted to take basketball as far as it could take me. And my parents always instilled in me, like, you have to go somewhere. Academics are also a thing. Like, you have to make this, like, a four for 40 decision. Which mm-hmm. You hear that all the time. But um, – I think Notre Dame was always one of those schools I'd always circle because like of, because of what it offers, like it's great at basketball, it's great at academics. And then just the whole atmosphere there. Uh, when I got on campus, I just completely fell in love with it. I didn't know if I would. Um, I was kind of open. I had, I still had a visit planned to Vanderbilt the weekend after, but I, uh, once I got on campus in Notre Dame, I just knew that was the place for me. Your final seven included the likes of Harvard, Penn, Notre Dame, obviously, Vanderbilt, Penn State, St. Joe's, and Davidson. Considering those are all um, places of high academic uh, caliber, do you think that was the pure decision for you making that list? Or did the basketball culture uh, have a play in that also? Oh, definitely. I mean, it was both. I had to find a a mix of both of them. I didn't want to just go somewhere where the academics were good and, like, the basketball wasn't good good with it. Or I didn't want to go somewhere where – it was all basketball, and then I wouldn't be getting a good degree. So, I mean, that final seven, I'm so thankful for all those schools. Um, I feel like I was I was blessed with that opportunity for all those schools to recruit me. And, uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm so thankful for that. The balance definitely seems like an important thing for a lot of college athletes. Yeah, I mean, when I, my parents always told me, like, uh, it's always school first. And, yeah. I mean, you're a student athlete. You're not, like, an athlete student. So, mm-hmm. uh the first portion of it, and I'm only going to play basketball. The ball stops dribbling at some point where I'm going to have to, you know, at some point basketball is going to end for me. So what do I have after basketball ends? Very true, yeah. Do you ever have people asking you how do you turn down Harvard? I do. I mean, then I, I explain to them I, I'm going to Notre Dame, which is like – Just as I, good. As, it's as close to it as you can. Um, yeah, I mean, all those schools were fantastic schools, and I'm, I'm grateful for them, but uh, – yeah, Notre Dame, I just thought, was the absolute perfect mix of everything for me. What are you most excited about going when you're going to play Notre Dame? Like, what's the one thing you can't wait to experience? I can't wait. I mean, as of right now, with all the uncertainty, I just want to get into those packed arenas with all the fans and, you know, all that energy. When you look, when you watch on TV, like, I've since I've been young, like, those college game days, 
where you're playing at a packed Duke or we have a, we're supposed to play Kentucky for the next three years, like playing at Kentucky this year. Like mm-hmm. those are some things that I've had circled on my bucket list for my entire life and be able to play in them is going to be an incredible experience. So definitely those things. What's it going to be like playing your uh, former teammate Lance where at Kentucky? Oh, that's, that's going to be pretty fun. Lance is a great dude. Um, I, I keep in touch with him a little bit, but uh, that that should be fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, what do you expect your role to be on the team next year? Do you expect to have a really big role or start out small and get bigger as the season goes on and your years at Notre Dame keep, keep on coming? Yeah, I want to come in and compete. Uh, uh-huh. Coaches told me I can come in and compete. I mean, it's up to me how much I'm going to play or how little I'm going to play. It's all the time I make. So uh, I'm going to come in. I'm going to try and break the door down and play as much as I can. And as long as I know I played as hard as I could and did everything I could for whatever minutes I uh, can mm-hmm. get, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, that's all you can do. You talked yeah. about um, – playing at Burden Catholic and everyone's getting their best shot with you being a player that's going to play at the biggest stage in basketball outside the pros, the ACC. Do you think you were get, you yourself got everybody's best shot this past year? I think so. I mean, I think I always have a, uh, I think when you're at Bergen, that's just what happens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think every game, like we're the game that people circle on their account, on their calendars and their schedules because they just want to beat Burden Catholic. I think we're the, we're the biggest villain of all the schools in Jersey, and I love that. Um, my old team manager would joke around that I'm like Christian Leitner to <laughs> other people. And, uh, I mean, I don't think I, I'm, as, I'm not dirty like he is or anything like that, but he would always uh, joke around with me like that. Uh, but, yeah, I think we always got everyone's best shot. And, I, I mean, that's, that's how you want it. Like, you don't want anyone to, you know, not give you uh, their best shot. Mm-hmm. Has it been tough for you to prepare for this season with so much uncertainty? Uh, I just, I mean, I just put my, my head down and just going, I, I try not to pay attention to anything. I see things getting canceled and postponed and all that kind of stuff. But in my head, we are, we're having a season and I need to, you know, get in the best shape of my life and just keep working for that season. Definitely. Yeah. What has been the toughest challenge for you throughout your career? Would you say this pandemic has been? Uh, the toughest challenge. I think, uh, I mean, I've had a bunch of challenges. I think my freshman, sophomore year, like we lost, uh, we lost to Bosco uh, three times each. I think that was a huge challenge for me, like bouncing back from that with my teammates. Uh, I mean, all this stuff in the pandemic has been real hard, but I mean, if you just, you just have to keep putting your uh, head down and going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely is tough with this pandemic, but I mean, if you, if you keep, keep your head straight, I think, I don't think anything's going to stop you from being able to compete at the next level. God willing. Yeah. Uh, last week on our podcast, your assistant coach, Mike Mujea said that you don't get enough credit for all the things that you do on the floor. You're the school's ultimately rebounder, you're a thousand point scorer, and you're the winningest school, you're, you're the winningest player in school history. What fuels you to do all those little things? Um, I think it's always been taught to me. Uh, just to, I mean, I want to win. That's, I don't care what happens. As long as I win, I couldn't care less. Um, I think I take pride in that. Like being the uh, winningest player in school history, that's something that I think I'm most proud of. Uh, because I've never been, you know, a kid who's going to go out and get 40 a game for you, but I'll probably, I'll do all the little things to try and get us to win. And if we win, I don't care. I mean, I have, in my mind, I have two rings that, uh, in my high school career, and there aren't many people who can say that. Uh, yeah, so I, I just want to win. What's one goal you have for yourself going to play at Notre Dame that you would want to look back at and say you accomplished? Honestly, just I gave everything I have at that opportunity. Uh-huh. Uh, and that – whatever happens happens. I mean, 
I've heard my whole life. I mean, even like uh, when I left the Bergen, like people would tell me that I'm, I'm going to come back uh, to TZ and that like I wasn't cut out to play at Bergen. And uh, I think I'd silence some of those people a little bit. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So uh, I think that like it's kind of the same thing here. Like there's always going to be people who are going to doubt you. I just, I, I don't, I'm not going to pay attention to people doubting me, but I want to know that I gave everything I had to the game of basketball at Notre Dame. And uh, that's really it. I mean, I don't think you probably think about it, but basketball fans and people who play in sexual and probably think about it. What do you think your TZ could have, team would have been like if you played there? Uh, I don't really think about that too much. Um, some of my best friends are on that Tab and D team. I mean, they, they have an incredible program, and it was really hard to not go there. I mean, they win a, a million every, games a year, every yeah. year. They don't lose at home. I mean, I go to those games, and it's an incredible atmosphere. Um, I mean, I think we would have been good. I mean, they're, they're a great team all the time, too, so it wasn't like they really needed me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think we covered a lot your high school career and what you expect in your college career. And, I mean, we both wish you the best and in your, this upcoming season. I think you'll, you'll do great. Thank you. Uh, one yeah. last thing. Have you heard anything about the status of this upcoming season? I haven't heard a thing. My guess is as good as your guys' guess. Um, That's what we've been hearing. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, I see all the same reports. I mean, I'm uh -huh. getting ready to play whenever it is, early November. We even had our schedule come out. We've had some games come out. I know we play at Kentucky December 12th. We're playing Howard on MLK Day. Um, but on the, those kind of games, we don't really know much. I'm supposed to be playing at the Barclays Center. Hopefully I'm able to play at the Barclays Center, like in front of my family and friends. But, I mean, as of right now, it's all premiere. But, yeah, my guess is as good as yours. You're yeah. taking online class at home, you said, right? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm taking descriptive astronomy. Are you able to travel to South Bend eventually, like in August? Have they given you a date for that at least? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to leave uh, early in the morning, December, uh, whoa, on uh, July 31st. <laughs> and then uh, my moving day is August 1st, so I'll have to, I have to get a negative COVID test. Then I'll head out, and then um, I'll have to quarantine for a couple of days, and then I'll get into school. My first class is start August 10th. August 10th, yeah. Yeah, well, It's all exciting stuff. And just a couple of weeks away, you're about to live out your dream, and we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, guys. All right, well, this was a great episode. Thank you, Matt, for coming on. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you next time on the timeout. Thank you for having me.